Hey, welcome to City Live Church Online. My name is Pastor Alyssa, and I'm so glad that you chose to join us this morning. We are starting a new collection of talks called You Can't Handle This. I want to take a minute and thank you so much for your generosity during this time. If you would like to give this morning, you can just go to our website, citylive.church/give, and there's the different giving options on there. You can also download our app, which is the Church Center app. It's available on Android phones and Apple phones, and you can give right there. You can see the different events going on. So it's a great resource for you. I love having that on my phone. It makes everything super simple. And our Zoom groups are happening all week long. You can find that information on our website or app also, and there's a different links to the calls. We have one going on Monday through Thursday night at different times with different leaders. Also, our Instagram's a great way to keep in touch with us. You can direct message us at any time. Of course, email us anytime, call us. We want to stay connected to you. So now it's time for our message. Good morning, City Lift family. Welcome to week number 10. I cannot believe that it's been 10 weeks. In some ways, it feels like a year since we've been able to meet. In other ways, it's oddly going by really fast. Uh, there are some silver linings in this whole thing. For me, it's just spending the extra time with my wife and my kids, and I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying that a lot. But we are starting a two-part conversation today called You Can't Handle This. Today is all about how we manage our own emotional and mental world as we take on you know, anxiety, stressors, pressures, and what to do with that. Next week is all about what do we do and how do we respond when someone else throws us into the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were minding their own business. They weren't creating any trouble when somebody starts talking about them, making accusations on them, and then they get thrown into the fiery furnace. So I, I'm really looking forward to both of these messages because I think they're both really important to hear how do we manage ourselves and what do we do when someone else is that source of pressure and, and, and they throw us in the fire? What do we do? They're both very, very important to manage as we go through life. Today, again, how do we get through this anxiety, worry, stress, and pressure? We're all facing it a little bit more right now. Even me, I don't deal with that much anxiety and I've had to fight it off multiple times in the last 10 weeks. So I know a lot of you, I've heard from a lot of you, you're dealing with worry, stress, anxiety, uh, some breakdowns, and, and that's okay. I think right now is an opportunity to give everybody extra grace. I would just begin today again reminding you, give yourself extra grace. We are all going through this really weird season of life. It's causing a lot of unknowns, and that causes that extra stress and pressure. But still, God has so much to say about it. In fact, it says 365 times in his word, do not be afraid, do not fear. So we don't want to lose sight of God's eternal word, even though we're going through a momentary interruption. We want to base our life on God's eternal words. The words of Philippians still rings true, be anxious for nothing. It, there's, there's no clause to that. You know, it doesn't say be anxious for nothing, dot, 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 unless COVID-19 unexpectedly shows up on the scene. It simply says be anxious for nothing. We want to go back to God's eternal word and build our life on that rock. And that's what we want to talk about today. Now, back in college was when I started ironing for the first time. In high school, thankfully, my mother did all the ironing for me. And because had she not, my clothes would have been a wrinkled mess. Now, in college, I started doing the ironing, and she gave me a few lessons before I left for college, and I'm grateful for those. Some things stuck, other things did not. On one particular day, I was on a trip, and I had to wear a pair of slacks, and there was a crease in the slacks that I couldn't really get out. And so in my college dude brain, I thought if I press harder and I leave the iron on longer on that spot, 
that I would surely get the crease out. Well, some of you are already laughing. I did not get the crease out that day, but I did ruin a pair of slacks. I left a permanent print of that iron on that pair of pants because I pressed really hard and I left it on too long and I burned that pair of pants. Pressure and stress for me is much like that iron. When, when you put a little bit of pressure on somebody, it can sometimes be a good motivator. You know, certain stressors are actually very helpful for us to get going, to get, get moving, go, go for the goal. But if you leave stress and pressure on too long, it goes from being helpful to hurtful and damaging. And what I want to talk about this morning is what do we do when pressure gets to be too much? When, when it goes from I'm managing my stress to now my stress is really working me over. When I'm going from carrying a certain amount of pressure being okay, to now I'm under the burden of that pressure and it's now just way, way too much. Pressure comes in all forms, shapes, and sizes, doesn't it? There's, there's financial pressure. Right now there's the pressure of will I have a job or when will my job come back? The pressure of passing a test for those of you that are in school right now. The pressure of getting married or the desire to get married. The, the pressure maybe from your family to get married. Maybe the pressure you put on yourself, sometimes realistic or unrealistic. Uh, the pressure to climb the corporate ladder, the, the pressure to please other people, the pressure to reach a certain social status. Maybe it's the pressure of a negative work environment. Reality is we're all under pressure at some level. I love the quote from Zig Ziglar. He says, be kind for everyone you meet is facing a hard challenge. Be kind because everybody you meet is going through something difficult. Isn't that interesting? We're all experiencing pressure to some degree and some level. When I was really into weightlifting, I, I'm back into weightlifting a little bit now, mostly just to keep me centered. But back in college, I was really into weightlifting and I was doing a pretty good amount of weight. One of my favorite things to do was squatting. What I realized about squatting is when you really want to level up and you want to push the limits of, of what your legs can handle, you have to have what is called a spotter. You don't want to face this weight without a spotter because if the weight gets to be too much for your knees, your legs, your muscles give out, you are in trouble. That's a lot of weight and you don't want to get in trouble with that much weight on your back. You, you need some help. And so when I would tackle a, a good amount of weight and I, I would max out, I always made sure I had a spotter, sometimes two spotters. And when the weight would get to be too much, all I would simply say is, yo man, or help me, I can't do it. And all they would have to do is just put their hands on it. Sometimes all they need to do is just put a couple fingers on the weight and help me lift the weight up. Didn't take a lot, but I needed a little bit of help. Had that weight stayed, I would have crumbled under the weight. I think it really is so true spiritually. When pressure gets to be too much, there is a point where we were able to manage pressure and manage our stressors, but there's a point where it becomes, it goes from helpful to harmful and it gets to be too much on our soul. It's in that moment we need to reach out to our spotter. And our spotter, if you're a follower of Christ, your spotter this morning is Jesus. Do not forget you have a spotter. In fact, when I was lifting that heavyweight, it was the presence of a spotter that gave me the courage to face the pressure. It was the presence of a spotter that gave me the courage to face that pressure. You have a spotter this morning. 
You can have the courage right now to face your pressure because you got somebody behind you that if it gets to be too much for you, all you have to do is say help and fall back on that and he's with you and never leave you. Let me read Deuteronomy 31.6 this morning. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Your spotter will never leave you or forsake you. Psalms 139, seven to 12 says this, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. Wow, I can never outrun God. There's nowhere I can go that God is not there with me. There's no amount of pressure that is gonna scare my spotter away. I want that to sink into you for a moment. God is never gonna leave you. He's never gonna forsake you. He is what we call omnipresent, right? It's a fancy word that means he's everywhere. He's absolutely everywhere. Nothing escapes what, what he can see and what he hears and what he knows about. He's also all-knowing, right? So he's omniscient, omnipresent. He, he's everywhere, he knows everything. Let, let, let this thought think, this sink in just for a moment. You, everything that you're going through, God may not have caused it, but he allowed it. And that should actually be calming right now because God is sovereign. And while he maybe didn't cause COVID-19, he allowed it to happen. There's nothing that's going on in my life that God doesn't allow first, that it passes through his sovereignty first. I can take a lot of comfort in that, and so can you, that this first pass through the sovereignty of God. And just let that think in just for a moment. God's like, hey, I know what you can handle because I'm with you. I'm your spotter. And I know the weight you can take because I'm with you. And when it gets to be too much for you, you can always fall back on me. God is not afraid of the amount of pressure you are currently facing. God is not afraid of what you're worried about right now. God is not stressed out by the thing you're losing nights of sleep about right now. It doesn't move him. It doesn't shake him. While he doesn't cause certain things, he does allow certain things, which tells me he can still have my back as I face a great amount of pressure. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That, that word cast, I really like this phrase. It literally means to throw upon. It's got some action involved, right? I have to throw upon my anxiety on God. Could it be that Jesus doesn't have a power problem this morning, but maybe you and I have a controlling problem? Could it be that you have a control problem, that you're like, no, I have to hold on to this anxiety. I, I have to worry about it. Pastor Matt, if I don't worry about this, who, who's gonna worry about it? Well, hey, how about nobody? How, why do you have to worry about it? Why do you have to carry that anxiety? Why do you have to carry that stress? Wouldn't it be better to cast that anxiety on God? And he's reminding you that he actually cares for you, that he has your good in mind, that he has the power to carry the weight if you would just let it go. What I have found to be true in my life is Jesus can't carry my anxiety if I choose to keep carrying it. How can God carry my stress 
if I'm saying, no, I'm not gonna let it go, I'm gonna carry it. I think this is one of the hardest things to sometimes do is to really cast that care on God, to throw away that anxiety and throw it on Jesus and make a real hardcore decision. I'm not gonna carry this anxiety anymore. Yet every time I get myself there and say, no, I'm truly gonna throw the burden of the financial pressure away. I'm gonna give him the burden of the church. I'm gonna give him the burden of COVID-19, whatever it is, when you throw that on him and you really let it go and refuse to pick it back up. That's where I think a lot of believers get it wrong is they'll give it to God for five minutes. And then after 15 minutes, man, they'll just pick that weight right back up again. Well, that doesn't do any good. You gotta give that weight to your spotter. You gotta let the spotter finish that rep. You've got to let them carry the weight for you. So learning to like let it go and leave it alone, that's hard for us, but I think that's more of a control problem you know, and a trust problem. If we really trusted Jesus, wouldn't it make sense to throw that anxiety away and leave it there and let him work it out for us, let him carry the weight of that thing. So the same Jesus who told us not to gossip or to steal also told us, do not worry. Wow. The same God that says, listen, witchcraft is wrong, gossip is wrong, slander is wrong, stealing is wrong, also said worrying is wrong. It's a sin. I think it's the greatest sin in the church right now is worry. We're, we're caring so much. We're worrying so much when in reality, we could cast that away and choose not to worry, but make an opportunity to trust Jesus. I love this quote from Corey Ten Boom. Worrying is carrying tomorrow's load with today's strength. Carrying two days at once. It is moving into tomorrow ahead of time. Worrying doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow, it empties today of its strength. Wow. Isn't that amazing that when I choose to pick up anxiety and I choose to pick up worry, I'm really, all I'm doing is just sucking my own strength. It's like weight being left on muscles too long. There's a point where it's no longer helpful. It's no longer building muscles up. Now it's just crushing them. The purpose of weightlifting isn't to damage muscles, it's to build them. But if it's on too long and it's it's too hard, it's gonna, it's gonna damage it. And so again, there's a point where it's like, hey, if it feels damaging, if this is getting me so worked up, if it's ruining my joy and stealing my peace and separating me from my relationship with God and ruining my day with my family and getting in between me and my spouse, can I tell you, it's too much. You're carrying way too much worry, way too much anxiety. It's time to let your spotter have the weight and trust Jesus. You know, and listen, God gave us problem solving. God gave us imagination. You know, worry is your imagination getting hijacked, right? It's going in the wrong direction now. It's okay to problem solve. It's okay to imagine how it would work out in a bright future, but when it crosses and it gets into worry and now you're miserable, you're emotionally tanked, there's no longer any peace or any joy, can I tell you it's too much and it's time to throw it away? And you're like, well, if if I stop worrying about it, how am I gonna solve it? Listen, if you had the answer, you wouldn't be worried about it. You would have already figured out the answer. It's it's that moment mentally when you can't figure out and you can't see it and you don't know how it's gonna turn out, that's when you wanna creep in. That's when worry wants to creep in. That's when you gotta stop it and say, you know what, I'm gonna trust Jesus right now. Yeah, I can't solve it. I can't problem solve it right now. I don't have the answer. I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna trust Jesus. I've never regretted trusting Jesus. And I don't think you are either. I don't think you're ever gonna regret going back on your life 
and man, like, man, look, I trusted Jesus here. Look at what God did. I couldn't see it, but that's what he did. You're never gonna regret throwing that thing away and trusting Jesus. He's not afraid of your weight. He's got the power to carry your weight, but are you willing to let it go and let him do with it what he wants to do? I feel like the question here is, is trust. Um, Jesus actually said we can't actually add anything to our lives by worry, right? He says you can't even add a thing to your life by worrying. We often let worry mean way too much. It steals way too much time, way too much mental energy. I love this uh, study. A couple psychologists did a study. I got this from the, the HuffPost. Dot com and I just I think it's so good but basically what they found is after studying a number of people that 85% of what subjects worried about never happened 85% of what people were worried about never happened and then get this and then 79% of the subjects discovered that they either learned a really awesome lesson or that they were able to get through it way better than they could have ever imagined which means the grand tally is 97% of what you're worrying about right now isn't going to happen. 97% of what you worry about is gonna to come to nothing. Could it be that what you're losing sleep over right now in 90 days is gonna be nothing? Why are we letting it take our peace? Why are we letting it take our joy? Why are we letting it create arguments with our spouse and ruining our time with our kids? A couple of years ago, I remember I was so worried and stressed, I couldn't even play with my children because I'm down there playing Paw Patrol and playing Barbies with my daughter. And I'll, I just, the worry was so much, I couldn't even enjoy it. And I had to come to a point where I was like, God, I give this to you because this is getting in the way between me and my kids. And I can't even enjoy playing with them because the worry is just, just really crushing me right now. And it's that moment when it's crushing, you gotta give that thing to Jesus. But could it be that almost everything that you're worrying about right now isn't going to happen at all? I love this French Renaissance philosopher, Michel de Montaigne, I love this. My life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which never happened. My life has been filled with terrible misfortune, most of which it never ever happened. What's he simply saying? So many of the things that we work up in our mind, all these things we worry about, all these things we imagine that are gonna be negative and go bad, never even happen. It's so much more about us managing that fear, that worry, that anxiety on the inside and saying, I'm not gonna go down that path today. I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm gonna trust God and let him build my life. You know, again, the goal of weightlifting is to make your muscles stronger, not to de destroy them. Here's what I wanna sow in your life right now. Could it be that Jesus is allowing you to experience some pressure so that your faith can grow stronger? Could it be that his intent is to help you and not harm you? James 1, 2 through 8 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. How could it be that you and I can have joy when we face trials? I think there's a number of reasons for this, but could it be that one of them is that Jesus is not afraid of the pressure that you're gonna face? In fact, he knows that he has the power to lift that pressure before you even know that pressure is coming on you. And so God is saying, hey, choose joy because I'm doing something greater behind the scenes than what you can even see. You, you think this pressure is all about this one instance. 
really I'm working on your faith behind the scenes. I'm trying to get you to a greater level. I'm trying to get you to level up. And the only way to do that is let you experience some pressure so your faith can grow. But God's not afraid of that weight at all. I saw a picture uh, this last week on Instagram and it was a little lion cub sitting in front of its mother. And of course the mother is massive and full of muscle. And the quote said, when you know who is behind you, you don't have to fear what's in front of you. When you know who's behind you, you don't have to fear what's in front of you. What a great thought for us as believers is I don't know all the things that I'm gonna face as I go forward into the future, but I know who's behind me and you know who's behind you. Can I remind some of you this morning, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world, and that Jesus has overcome the world. He says, be of good cheer. I've overcome everything, and that you have the victory in Christ. And so even though you don't know what's coming, you know who's backing you. And God knows he's got power to defeat that pressure before you even know the pressure is even coming at all. In fact, I believe when pressure surrounds you, God simply surrounds your pressure. And when your pressure is glaring at you, God simply stares back at your pressure. He's got your back. He's for you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's leading you safely, I believe, all the way there. I want to wind down with this story. A couple years ago, I had the chance to go to Israel on a trip with some other pastors and had a blast. I'll never read the Bible the same. It's a really eye-opening trip. One of the days we had the chance to go onto the Sea of Galilee. And while we were there, it was kind of ironic, but a storm actually came up on the Sea of Galilee. It was just some lightning, thunder, some pretty heavy rains, nothing too crazy. But I was surprised at how fast it really does come up over those mountains and hills and, and come into the Sea of Galilee. So I was reminded me of the story of the disciples when they were on the boat with Jesus. The storm comes up. He's asleep and they all start freaking out. We're going to drown. We're going to die. It's, it's scarce. And, and I think that's so true in life. Sometimes it's the surprise things that really get you. It, you. You weren't looking for it. It wasn't on your radar. Boom, all of a sudden, and it throws us into a lot of stress. And Jesus wakes up and he's like, guys, why you got such little faith? Which is kind of a surprising response, but he kind of expected them to realize, hey, because I'm in the boat, you're going to be okay. And I want to remind some of us this morning, Jesus is in your boat. He's in your life. Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. He, he's it's gonna be okay. He's in your life. He's in your boat. And, and what takes a lot of other people down, it's not gonna take you down because he's with you. He's never gonna leave you. He's never gonna forsake you. So take a deep breath. Jesus is in the boat and he's gonna get you through the storm. I don't know how long the storm of COVID is gonna last, but it's gonna end. Eventually, it's going to end. We're gonna get through it and it's gonna be over and gone and we're going to still be here. God's word's still going to be here. He's going to get us through it. I don't know how long the economy is going to struggle before it comes back, but it's going to come back. It always does. You know, I lived through the, the housing crash. I, you know, I jumped out of the, I jumped out into the workforce right there. You know, shout out to all my millennials, man. We've gone through two once in a lifetime, you know, negative events. You know, I, I feel like my grandparents, like, I was like, what was the Great Depression like? And now I'm like, yo, I lived through the great housing crash and the great COVID crash. So I, I, I've had two, okay? I feel like we're earning some of our stripes right now. Shout out to all my millennials. We, we're earning some stripes right now. And, but it's going to end. We're going to get through this. You're going to be all right. Jesus is in your boat. He's going to walk you through this. So hang on to that one. Cast your care on him. As I wind down today's message, cast your care on him. Let it, let it go. Choose not to pick it back up again in two days or two weeks. Let it go. Breathe. Let him have it. He's going to walk you 
through it. He's got your back. He is your spotter that will never leave you nor forsake you. Before I close today's message, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, I want you to know him. He loves you. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. The Bible says that if we would confess him with our mouth and believe on him in our heart, that we would be saved. So we need to believe on the person of Jesus. He is the one God sent down here to live a perfect life, die on a cross just for you so you could be forgiven of your sins. We don't have the power to take ourselves to heaven. We don't have the power to live like heaven. These are works of God's grace in our life. We admit that we're a sinner. The Bible says everyone has sinned. Everybody's made mistakes. Everybody's gone their own way. They've not done life God's way. God would simply say, if you would acknowledge that and recognize that, and that you would turn from that and turn to me and look to me, and then ask me to forgive you of your sins, that I would come and I, I would bring about new life, that I would put the old person to death through the power of God, that he would bring about a new person, and that you would actually know God and be in relationship with God, and he would be your heavenly father. He wouldn't just be a philosophical God, a God of rules, or just a book, but that God, you'd be in a living, breathing relationship with God the Father, and that happens through Jesus. And so you accept Jesus, you, you repent from your sins, you ask him to come into your life and to help him help you to live for him, and God will do that. If that's you this morning, would you just follow me in a simple prayer? Say, Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. God, give me the power to live for you. I want a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or you've been out of church for a long time and today you feel that God's doing something in your life and heart, would you just reach out to us? You can fill out a Connect card online there. We wanna get you some resources, have a conversation with you, just help you get started in your relationship with Jesus. Uh, guys, I'm gonna close down with this. Join a Zoom group if you haven't already. Make sure you're in community. Reach out to each other. Uh, if you've got each other's information, stay connected spiritually in this time. And uh, don't forget part two coming up next week as I talk about what happens when we get thrown in the fire by other people. Great message, you don't wanna miss that. Love you, City Lift family. Take care, be safe.